Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. This week, I will be at the Rose in Pasadena, California, uh, July 27th with Adam Carolla at 9 p.m. And then uh, July 28th, I will be at the Canyon Club in Agora Hills uh, with Adam Carolla yet again for uh, Adam Carolla is Unprepared. If you haven't seen the show, I open with some stand-up. Adam comes out, does some stand-up, and then uh, we pull ping-pong balls. uh, I do, rather, uh, with words on them the audience wrote. And then uh, Adam and I improvise some stand-up. On the words. It's a lot of fun. So July 27th, 9 p.m., Pasadena, The Rose. And then on the 28th, Agora Hills, The Canyon Club. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. August 2nd, 8 p.m., Hollywood Improv. I'm headlining a big show there, doing an hour. So come out and see me. July, sorry, August 2nd, Hollywood Improv. 8 p.m., August 2nd. That's a Friday night. Get your tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. And then, of course, August 8th through the 10th, I'll be at the Pittsburgh Improv for the first time. If you live in Pittsburgh, come see me. That's not your accent. Uh, come see me August 8th through the 10th. Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Improv. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams is in Montreal this week, so go see Brad at the JFL Festival. And then uh, August 2nd through the 4th, Brad's uh, doing hometown shows at the Bray Improv. Tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. Today's episode, one of my faves that we've done in a long time, an instant classic. Our guest is Mo Ammer, and if you know Mo. Uh, You know how great this is about to be. He grew up in Kuwait. His story of just getting to America is fucking insane. How he found stand-up comedy, the teachers that influenced him along the way. Um, Sitting next to Eric Trump on a plane a few months ago, telling that story, having to go viral, getting uh, to do Fallon and and Colbert after that, meeting Dave Chappelle and having Chappelle become his mentor. Uh, We get into all this, and it's just a a very insightful and... uh, of course, full of laughs episode. So enjoy the hell out of this one and follow Mo at Real Mo Ammer, M O A M E R. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy, Brad at Funny Brad, at ALN Podcast, about last night, podcast.com for past and present eps, and all the ALN merch, shop adamray.com for all my Adam Ray merch. Read the Room is still available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. So go get my album and then come see me live. Um, she Season 2 comes out August 2nd. Sorry, Season 3. Fuck. How many seasons of this are they going to make? Hopefully 50. Um, so go check that out on Netflix. Shira streaming August 2nd. A lot of great eps coming up. Uh, a lot that we even just locked in. John Stamos, Gabriel Glacius. Holy shit. Adam Devine. So make sure you subscribe to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and comment on the iTunes page. All right. Now that we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Mo Ammer. Well, the weekend's over and it's time to chat about it. It's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down? Eh? So why don't you sit hey. down? Listen to our dope podcast. Whether lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of day. So come over and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Well, come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Bam. 
thumb. You, you just you just wanted to see me do that. <laughs> I did. I just you wanted did. you to grip it. I wanted to. Just I, well, Brad, just I has wanted a to see your technique with people comfortably sitting on couches. Yeah, and getting yeah, onto a couch. It's not comfortable. And right in the middle of this crack now, because <laughs> you wanted it. Yeah, but uh, are you know, you happy, bro. You, well, you, well, you're, are you fucking well, happy? Your legs are it's touching the ground, so maybe shut the fuck up about your problems. Oh, mine are dangling. Go immediately. You know, who would have thought that when you get a Palestinian, I'm just wondering, you get a Palestinian and a Jew together, the dwarf and the Palestinian would be feuding. The Jews yeah, over here laughing. Get along. This is great, dude. That's how we get along. I know. Let's start the peace treaty right now. Yeah, look at that. We got we, we got Jewish, we got Palestinian. No one's fighting except for the midget and the Palestinian. Yeah, I mean, so we're good. No, we're both aligned on this. Has <laughs> <laughs> there ever been a Palestinian dwarf? Uh, oh jeez dispute has there oh no, I, I mean so no no I mean we no. could start one why not <laughs> you could be the cure to the problems Ooh, we just, just like send, dropping you yeah we just send more dwarves to the to the Gaza Strip <laughs> and we it, it's more than the guys now we're gonna get now we're gonna get <laughs> emails and phone now calls it's gonna get real yeah let's transition <laughs> hey, we'll, hey we're yeah. gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about a few things just yeah. because of of the, of the nature of your career and especially what's happened in the last like couple years where I'm, I'm sure some people will write us some tweets and some letters yeah, but uh but that but that but that that's all right like you've you've had an experience that uh is unbelievable in, in, in terms of your experience with comedy first of all like starting off you had to move you were born in kuwait Right. right and then you moved you moved to houston texas but not like hey family should we yeah. move where should we go yeah. pick on the grade. map <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it wasn't a scenario like that no it was not at all uh the gulf war happened in 90 and then yeah. they came into uh, our neighborhood the iraqi soldiers and yeah and it was just about okay we need an exit strategy uh, let's get the fuck out of here holy That's what happened shit next. how yeah. how much time did you get what, what was it your mom just coming home be like everyone go now or no, what was it no, like you got a no. week or something it was it was a few months we were okay. there i was there for a few months uh so we didn't know that the invasion was happening it's not like there was like bad pot you know there was bad blood between the two and mm -hmm. oh this might happen like you're seeing with iran and all these other countries and korea and all yeah you know there's a lot of like oh this is not surprising we knew at some point this is going to happen no it was just a um a call at six o'clock in the morning and uh the iraqi military is invading kuwait it's the worst alarm clock ever worst alarm clock I mean, ever and then just screams and pandemonium no it wasn't no. like that it was just like shock up. and now we have to go get food and supplies right wow. nobody was expecting it's like when a hurricane's coming at least you get some notice yeah yeah and you figure out either i'm gonna leave or i'm gonna stay and if i'm gonna stay i'm gonna go get supplies right, right. so we didn't have that chance at all so it was a mad scramble to get as much food as possible and you know to have just as much stuff as possible damn and are you like and like we, we 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 didn't have like orbits back then so how yeah. are <laughs> how are you getting a flight like are you just like there was oh, no shit. flights no so so we were there for a few months the iraqi military came into that uh neighborhood we were in because my father was a telecommunications engineer and he was working for the kuwaiti oil company so mm -hmm. this they the way oil companies work overseas is they essentially have you know 
compounds yeah. where there's a lot of workers from all over the world, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. for Ramco Oil Company, for example, has workers from t London, from Southeast Asia, from the Middle East, from, yeah. you know, they have engineers and pilots or whatever from all over the place. So it was the same thing in Kuwait, but it was a hot spot for the Kuwaiti military because it was a Kuwaiti oil company oh, yeah. uh, owned. And also at the end of our block, there was the, you know, the hospitality. It was just mm -hmm. like this is where whenever dignitaries or diplomats or guests would come in yeah. from abroad, they where would you go stay to, there. Yeah, that's where you go to get the hookers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. that's where they sit <laughs> the hookers, yeah. So that's, that's exactly what was going on. So it was just, uh, it was rough, man. It was really, really rough. Wow. What's even a out. childhood in Kuwait like? Like what Incredible, is, man. Yeah? Like it was like the best time of my life. For Man, sure. I mean, the easiest time. The time, the time I went there for the there that was like there for two days, not yeah, nine yeah, yeah. years. But uh, and I was obviously there post Iraq War. Mm -hmm. But what I, what I saw, it seemed really great. Kuwait oh, seemed all right. There, the the thing I remember most was now. And correct me if I'm being dumb, but like the. Do the naturalized citizens there, do they get a stipend from the government just because there's so much oil money no, or so something? No, there's no such thing as naturalized citizens okay. in the Arab region. Oh, okay. Arabs are, um, just like Jewish peoples, they're very obsessed with lineage. Where'd you come from? Where's your grandmother? All that yeah, stuff is yeah. very, very important. Yeah. And even so, like, even when you when two Muslims would get married, for instance, it's encouraged that the woman keep her maiden name hmm. in marriage so the kids can keep track of their lineage. Oh, okay. Moms, you know, wow, who their grandparents cool on both sides. So it's actually encouraged to do that. All this bullshit you hear about, oh, women are oppressed and this and that. No, man, we actually have more rights for women. So like, in America, in America, yeah. here it's all about giving her away. Yeah, right? dude. I want my dad to give me away. It's not yeah. your property to give away in the yeah, first place. This whoa. whole mentality of this doesn't exist. That's good. Okay. I thought culture. about like, that. Yeah, for instance, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, so anyway. So we're so it's there's no such thing as like, oh, you're born in Kuwait, you're Kuwaiti. Okay. No, you're not a Kuwait. I'm not a Kuwaiti. Kuwaiti. Kuwait is belongs to a certain tribe. There's Arabs are tribes. So okay. I am Palestinian. I'm born a Palestinian parents um, living in Kuwait. You just mm -hmm. allowed to work there and, yeah. and to live okay. there. In my case, I was too young. I wasn't doing sure. shit like that. So but. the whole thing about Kuwaiti citizens getting a certain. Oh, they do. No, but oh. those are Kuwaitis. Those are oh. actual. Those are like okay. belonging to the original tribe. And there's only like. Like the Emirates, for instance, there's six million people living there, but UAE, there's only yeah. two hundred thousand actual Emiratis that lit that are our Emirati citizens. Okay. You can actually get citizenship there. They have different laws that apply sure. there, but they still know if, if you're, you're a part of the right. tribe or not. Wow. Know? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because like when I was there, there were there was a there there was like a Porsche that was like broken down on the side of the road, and yeah. our I I asked about it and I said ah oh, that sucks for that dude, and then the guy goes no 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 with the some people here have just so much fucking money like that they, they they oh when the Porsche breaks down they just leave it there and then they go buy another one <laughs> yeah, and I was like funny. I was like oh well <laughs> shit okay to know I think they were fucking with you so <laughs> yeah. hard that's the thing is like you're wearing yeah, but I believe anything you're wearing you're wearing the fatigues I believe you you know what I mean you got you, you got the M16 on you I'm like alright he's right you know it's, like the white guy or things yeah, they just yeah. leave there no. I, I knew, no, I, I, mean, knew they, I knew they were fucking with me no they make I mean they're they're doing well the, the monthly stipend is crazy but you know yeah. I also know that they drive like maniacs there as well 
why they would actually keep it was really a big problem in Kuwait yeah, um, yeah what are the big things as a kid that you like when you uh, said that it was like the best time of your life what, what things like were you thinking of yeah like, I mean especially? I was thinking of like the idea of family like just having you know my uncle next door my cousins everywhere like hanging yeah, out man. every weekend like seeing everybody and mm-hmm. being able to hang out with my aunts who was just like you know I was the youngest of six kids so I was just love I was so loved you know I just remember like so much love and I remember just being around that all the having time having everybody be yeah. around you too is so overlooked like I mean I yeah. was just t- talking with somebody about that the other day about how like God, I wish I didn't have to travel so much to see right. other people in my like. I wish I don't have. I've got a, a couple cousins here, but like not like the real right, right. hardcore members of your family, you know. Mm-hmm. And even Brad's are uh, you know an hour and change away, and it's like that does make a difference when you're growing up. Yeah, no, absolutely, sure. absolutely. And just to have the idea of, of or someone's a family, and really, I you know I had to leave. Like my mom, the way she got us out, I talk about it in the in my special on Netflix. The yeah. background that my mom had to just like go to extreme ends just to get myself and my sister out on a school bus through Iraq during the Gulf War and during, you know, spreading searches and a lot of turmoil. So she took us all the way to Jordan, uh, flew us out to Houston, Texas, where our brother was getting his PhD. And then she got back on a school bus and then went back through it herself and went to Kuwait and then from there it gets worse and worse and worse yeah it gets a lot worse because I mean I don't even yeah I've never really talked about that part but it's just like it's just my mom went through a lot and she's she's like the biggest gangster I've ever met in my life well yeah and then it also makes it so you can complain about nothing yeah exactly I can't complain about anything you can't you you can't be like oh you burned you you, you burned dinner oh let me tell you (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) yeah and also you know it was really traumatic for me it was really really traumatic did she report she recounted these things to you after she went through them how do you know yeah 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 she told me I mean like really I started finding out the full scope of what went on there uh, like a few like a couple of years ago oh really because we don't really talk about that's what arabs do they just keep it deep inside their bellies you mm-hmm. know just, and then occasionally I'm like oh by the way you know? like suppress <laughs> it or just yeah, not want to be a burden yeah. to anyone and, and yeah talk i think about that's it. what it is it's more yeah. like be a burden it's more like sure. you know um, it's like i got through afraid it i might you know jar things a little bit let's not jar anything let's just yeah. let it happen and my mom is just uh, amazing i mean my dad they thought my dad was a spy at one point like took him away and it was just horrible and they holy shit you know after the uh, americans came in and they just like my dad was an engineer bro yeah <laughs> he was, was give, <laughs> how was he giving off spy vibes you know I mean, what were his you spy know, vibes if, if he would have said one thing that political that you is completely normal here to mm-hmm. say politically be like you know here you can say fuck trump if you want to you can say yeah. whatever the hell you want even if it's like bernie sanders some guy in the house like fuck bernie sanders <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's it it's over it's a wrap for you like wow you know in that situation especially in in kuwait at that time if you said anything towards the kuwaiti government or if you said something it's more so like towards saddam hussein or anything like, yeah why did you come in here or something like that or right. if you went against that i mean my father was paying off the iraqi soldiers so they wouldn't he would feed them so he wouldn't like they wouldn't like break into our house he has a daughter he was afraid like in oh war i mean can get raped? there's all kinds sure. of shit that you be fearful of as a parent i i would be horrified of it so you just got to think of like different things you need to do and you just keep that from your kids when right and they're yeah. growing up yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you're just like let me handle my business let them uh maintain the the most yeah, yeah. child yeah they made us like play soccer with them like the iraqi soldiers would they were like short a few guys and mm. be walking around they'd be like hey you know and they bring me over and they start messing with them nine but i right. played a ton of soccer and he just <laughs> 
bully me. They played. They played with me like I was seventeen, bro. Yeah. They were just like checking me, and you up, flying right? you. Out. I was <laughs> flying. I remember this to this day. I can never shake <clears throat> this guy's face, man. He was so big to me, right? He's probably like six something, mm-hmm. and and he checks me, and I fall down. And I look up. Just imagine looking up this giant guy in green fatigues, and he has that thick Saddam mustache, and he just like. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my god! I'll never forget it. Like, was it Saddam? Yeah. Did you play soccer yeah, with Saddam? I, I might have, bro. At least his yeah. body double yeah. for sure. One of them. It yeah, it was really, really. Uh, god, you're. I'll never forget that. And then he grabs a machine gun after the game. I'm like, I'm just gonna go home. You know, this is getting rough. I'm just gonna go yeah. home. And he grabs a machine gun. And he unloads it. You know, he just opens it up and I remember the boy flying out and he's like here and he throws it to me like to catch it I was like oh and he's like holding it like come on god you know like have fun with it I'm like yay (laughs) I was like can you take this I just remember sprinting home like but not too fast you're playing soccer with with the soldiers that are invading your country yeah invading yeah invading Kuwait yeah that's ridiculous And, and like and, and how much are you aware of at that oh, time? Hyper aware, yeah, of course. Okay. Like everybody's just so 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 you knew like so you so you, so you knew you were playing soccer with your invaders. Like, yeah, like, I, like, I knew exactly. What am I going to say? No, I'm good. I'm going to go home. Like, right. I felt, and, I felt and, like we had you to didn't play. Wanna, now, I mean, now, and, now when you're playing with and them. And sincerely, all my friends are yeah. gone and people are gone. Like, yeah. I kind of want to play. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. I want to play. And I thought it was going to be, you know, okay and civil. And I didn't know there was going to be bitch slapping 90 holes <laughs> on the damn <laughs> soccer well, you know, field. In their defense, you were playing like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You weren't pulling your weight. Wait, you so, know, they would get mad because I would just like weave. I was really good. Oh, yeah, you were so just, quick, like, right? Yeah, I would dude. just weave around and get the ball from them. They couldn't really Did you talk underestimate shit? What how made them want to like, <laughs> yeah. like what gave normal, them the sense bro, of, okay. Check me. It was normal check. It was normal Are, to them, but is I went your flying, dad is, is your dad like looking at you like, son, like don't, maybe don't piss off the guys. Like yeah. maybe, maybe don't play so well. <laughs> no, I, that, my dad, I don't know where he was at that time. Okay. I don't even remember where he was at that moment when I would go out and stuff like that. There were, probably just rethinking his entire investments and wishing that he <laughs> diversified his portfolio so oh, yeah. he didn't lose everything overnight. Did, did you That's make amazing. like some of these guys laugh? Like the, I mean, I'm, I'm curious at what point, because you know, I feel like every comic, mm-hmm. you know, even at some stage in, in childhood either, yeah. you know, got some piece of making somebody laugh or a performer vibe or a... Um, I was always that kid. You were? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was always that kid. I would uh, imitate people from weddings. Yeah. I would always be like, hey, well, you know, do your sister dance. Do your, uh, you know, do your brother-in-law. How does he dance? How does your aunt dance? Yeah. I would just like do the whole thing and I would start making fun of him. Even at an early, early age. And my after I got into stand-up and my mom saw... I mean, she wasn't a fan of me doing this oh, really? <laughs> career choice. Yeah, I would say because we, we didn't yeah. even know this is a career path. First, of right? All. We didn't even, yeah, I who's didn't the Kuwaiti comedian? I didn't know. This is, <laughs> I'm the most famous guy that ever come out of Kuwait. <laughs> That's unbelievable, for sure. That's you unbelievable. Know, yeah. It's not even a quite. I just did a live show there um, in March. I did a tour in the Middle East. Holy shit! And we sold out 1,500 tickets, man. And just like, was it amazing? It was super emotional. I walked through the house that I never was able to walk through. You know, I never visited the house that I was essentially born in, was raised in. What, so was, was no this your way. Was this your first time back? No, I went okay. back. So the first time I went, I was doing shows for U.S. troops, and then I went and saw my aunt, and I couldn't, and I never went to the house or anything like that. I just yeah. wanted to be with her and be with my cousins. And the second time I went back was 2012, and it wasn't, it was good. It was like shows, but it was like at a university, and, mm-hmm. and I went to the house that time, but I couldn't go inside the house. Right. 
and then this time it was it was being completely gutted and so i was able to walk through and that shit was wild man. Yeah, yeah, it was so many emotions, emotions. Huh? oh man so many emotions i filmed all of this like my brothers and sisters could see it Good you move. know all that walked through the whole situation and then i went to my aunt's house everybody's getting older you know you see them like sure. it breaks your heart you know and then you got to do a show it was like one of the most Fuck. amazing shows i've done though for real. i was gonna say blessing and a curse because like being on I stage i think you want to be tapped thing. in yeah, yeah. and be vulnerable and yeah. just be uh, i'm sure you're, you were just so raw on stage I was right so raw i'm so raw. i actually facetimed dave i facetimed Chappelle. I was like bro i just need to get some of this you know i just need some of this right now <laughs> like what's up bro and we were talking and, and i didn't realize how emotional it was but there was like a few to like pre pre-show i was like, man frying what do he say to you he was just like you about to kill this thing you know and awesome. it was a bunch of people around because he was having his like not black his juke joint that he does every yeah. year and it mm-hmm. was all like family and it just made me energized you needed somebody like it. he seems like the yeah. ultimate guy to give you a pick-me-up yeah to be like also like you know, if you want to pick yeah. me up from somebody, have it be the goat. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. straight up being like, you 100%. got this, that you have, you know, a friendship well, with. Well, he's my second mentor, like second main mentor in stand-up. Mm-hmm. So I, I always like go to him whenever I need, have any questions. Or Great resource. Like yeah. Yeah, I want, to, I want to talk about how you and him met, but I do want to know when you do that show, is it, how much material are you doing that is off the cuff and from that day and from you just being back? How much is Kuwaiti oriented and how much can you do about like are people over there curious about like you know la type shit like yeah. or celebrity stuff like um, how much of that matters to them to be able to do stuff that you I do had around a set in mind in the mm-hmm. first 15 to 20 minutes i probably i i just played you know i yeah. just had a good time it was my assessment of the situation there there was the there's a whole politics of like being arab but also an american citizen now right after you know after 20 years i ended up getting my citizenship so now like just traveling mm-hmm. around with a u.s passport in the middle east it's not like oh you're just an american yeah. no they still look at you like hey you're arab and then there's a whole psychological thing that happens where where they're like we know you speak arabic right so why are you speaking to me in english and so what's your fourth name because Arabs have, again, obsessed with lineage to mm-hmm. know where you're from. Damn. What's your fourth name? And I'm like, yo, 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 why are you asking me this? I'm an American citizen. Doesn't even, shouldn't even matter. Yeah. You should just, you know, give it to me on there. And then there's like, oh, are they asking me these questions because they want to punk me? And then they're like, no, no, no. Are you speaking English to me because you know I can't in- speak English well and you're trying to punk me? No, no. Wow. So there's all this thing all happens. It's like a chess so match. From, yeah, it is. From country to country, it varies about their intentions. Yeah. You know, Kuwaitis yeah. were totally cool. And I took it personal because I was just like, yo, what's up? And then you got like six hours of chilling. I'm like, bro, this is unnecessary. You know, why is this happening? No kidding. I'm taking selfies at airports, like in the middle of the situation. Yeah, you're like, hey man, this yeah. is uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly just but not. They don't care. They're like, oh, they call me the the comedian al asabi, the 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 comedian with a temper. And I was like, man, oh, this is not man, the situation. No, you go to Bahrain, it's a thing. You go to Lebanon, they didn't even let me in because I had a I had an Israeli sticker on the back of my passport when mm-hmm. I visited. When I took my mom to the West Bank to see her family for the first time in 37 years, Jeez. and he's like, why did you go? I was like, this is why I went. I was like, what do you mean why did I go? I'm Palestinian, bro. I'm going home i took my mom home yeah. what's the problem you know and let me in i got i had two sold out shows and i had to I couldn't go they deported me and i was taking pictures with fans as i was heading to the plane that they were de- <laughs> deporting me you on. couldn't Jeez. do the shows no i had to cancel wow what am i gonna do yeah i, I can't I try to bribe them as well it didn't work 
And they just took, and they took the money and were like, "What?" Yeah, money? they took the money. Like, thank you. And then <laughs> now, what'd you bribe them with? It. Money or like cash, DVDs of like comics cash. they weren't into? <laughs> like, dude, I got a, a Brad Garrett got a DVD. Like, I'm a Ray Romano guy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was that kind of thing that I was talking about the first like 15 to 20 minutes probably of my set. And uh, it was like a mixture of Arabic and English, but I had to do it was in, it's in English. I'm a, yeah. I do stand up in English, and most yeah. of the fans there were there because they saw the special on Netflix, and that's what sold the tickets. And there's you got people from all over the world there. It's not just Arabs. That's you know? crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at because we're both friends with. I think we're all friends with Ahmed Ahmed, and yeah, we're yeah. friends with Nemer and people like that that are bringing comedy to places that don't typically have comedy. Right, like, right, right. That's, like, like Adam said, there's no real history of Kuwaiti stand-up, so right. how are they reacting to the comedy? Or are they are they more open oh, to fantastic. it? Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. No, it's fantastic. I didn't have any problems. Like, there's no restrictions or anything that's like good. that. And I'm not, like, a really vulgar person anyway. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be all dick jokes all yeah. the time. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not going to be that kind of situation. So I didn't have any problems at all. And, I, and I'm just, it was just like... The sun has returned. That's how the kind of feeling it was That's after cool. the show. The love was just really, really. That's madness because, like, we both have a little bit of that when, when we go to a, back home to mm-hmm. you know, like for me, Orange County for for Adam Seattle. I can't imagine going back in a country. Yeah, yeah. Is like yeah. where well, there's nobody back. else from oh. there that's done what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was that's pretty wild. madness. It was I mean, pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, I have that when I go to the secret dwarf lair that <laughs> only I know about. Yes. But I, I mean, knew it exists. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! You're taking me after. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you can't fit through the door. Dude. <laughs> I'm taking uh, you hostage. <laughs> my face can. <laughs> I'll put my face yeah, yeah, through yeah. that damn I just want to see it. I don't have to go in. Yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Pass me a drink. I gotta know, man. Just sipping a little. <laughs> when you got uh, oh, uh, when when you got to Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. how was that? Like, were people acceptant of you? Were people? Was, like, yeah, I mean, first of all, I spoke English. I went to a private British English school in Kuwait. Okay. The funniest thing is that I spoke British English, which varies. It has extreme variations. Like, for instance, I would I first, I got in trouble in fourth grade when I first got there with my teacher because I asked her for a rubber instead of an eraser. You know, <laughs> massive difference. You know, that's yeah. Like, Can I have a rubber? And she's like, "What happened? For what? Like, make a mess on my paper." You know, yeah. like, she's like, "What do you mean?" You know. And, and then were you speaking it with a British like, accent? No, that's yeah. I had a hint of it. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, that's what I was. That's where I learned. My teachers were. Most of them were British, you know. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the, yeah, there was so there a was like bit of... a big thing, or like Arabs are raised, mm-hmm. or Muslims, I should say, are raised as if their mom is it, right? Mm-hmm. Like their mom is number, like that's it, man. Yeah, that's sacred. Okay. And then I saw guys playing the dozens, mm-hmm. and I was like, how are they? F- fucking talking shit about each other's mothers. Doing, like, your I'm just jokes. waiting for somebody to shiv the other guy. Yeah, like, yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah. gonna get stamps and the murder is gonna happen. I see him laughing. I'm like, oh, this is funny to you guys? You think it's <laughs> funny to call his mother fat? Like, I was <laughs> so mad. And I was like, I can't believe you would do this. And There were so many things that I had to learn. I actually, there was the, my first friend, I lost him because I asked his uh, mom if I could pet her pussy, which is what we called cats, you know? Come here, <laughs> we would do that all the time. We would go, come here, Pussy, pussy, pussy. Yeah, yeah. It was just normal. Yeah, you know? it wasn't a slang for you. And, and I, figured, <laughs> I figured it out later. I figured it out later. It was a trashy apartment complex because nobody did any research. And then we eventually moved out, thank God. But we, uh, I, 
I asked her one day, I was like, what do you do? You know, like, what do you, what's your job? She goes, I'm a ballerina. I mean, she goes, I'm, I'm a dancer. And mm-hmm. I looked at her, I was like, oh, like a ballerina. And she smiled weirdly. And she was like, yeah, like a ballerina. Right. Okay. So, and so yeah. later on, right. I was like, oh, no wonder she was so mad. She was a stripper. Yeah. Oh my God. She was so hot. <laughs> so yeah, because she, she was a ballerina and you said, can I pet her pussy? Maybe she would have been like, all right, like, that yeah, is she would have like been slang. a little more sophisticated. Yeah, at least. yeah, yeah. She would have yeah. been like, oh, this kid is obviously. Doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. She he thought you were taking jabs, me. maybe, huh? Yeah. She thought I Wait, was. you said it to her son or her? I said it to her. No, she. I came in. She was like, he's going to be right back. He wasn't even there yet, but she let me into her apartment. Mm. So I was like, I heard you got a cat. You know, I heard you got a pussy. Can I pet your pussy? And I heard you, she by the way, I love I heard you got a pussy. Yeah. yeah. Like that is in it yeah. of itself is like an, an amazing statement. Was, like word on the street is you got a pussy. Yeah. I just, and it's I, looking to get pit. <laughs> I would just cry all the time. I was crying when she kicked me out. I was like, oh my God, I lost my first friend. Yeah. I'm not like that. Over you know, a I'm, bad pussy joke. I was now, like, all I did was just, I didn't know what I did wrong. Did you my, try to be like, I meant the cat. I meant, did you not, you didn't even know. No, I yeah, was just you, so shocked. I've never been treated this way. I've, not, I've never been grabbed and like thrown out of the mm-hmm. house. I was like Jazzy Jeff. I was like, what yeah. the hell just happened? It's my That's only friend. Dude. I was sad. And I went home. My brother, because it was just my brother and my sister at that time. And my brother looks at me and he's like, why are you crying? I was like, this is like, he's like, why? What did you do? And I told him, he was like, oh my God, <laughs> you can't say That's the this. One thing you know, you can't so I figured say. it out. Yeah. It was wow. a big learning curve, but it was, you know, an adjustment period. And then I saw Cosby live when I was 10 at the Live. Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Okay. He was co-headlining with the band Alabama. My brother saw I was like depressed and just, my mom hasn't come yet. My bro- my dad didn't come yet. My dad died like four years after that. It was like really traumatic old Shit, situation. Man. So when my dad took me, my brother took me to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, that's when... I was like, what is stand-up? That's what I'm going to do for a living. Wow. And and now... That's what I'm going to do. My brother was like, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. it, it, yeah. <laughs> Just seeing Cosby. That it, was... I was like, it was an unbelievable art form because Arabs also come from like a storytelling tradition. Like oh, that's yeah. how we did it. And that's was, what his yeah. style. Like before the Quran even ever existed, we would, everything would be transmitted through poetry and, and storytelling. Poets were the most revered. They were, they were illiterate. Although we're an ancient tradition, we're an illiterate tradition. We didn't mm-hmm. have a book. There was never a book. There was always the great poets were the ones that were revered and stories were always told and these beautiful stories. I grew up with like great stories all the time. So I saw this like probably one of the greatest storytellers of all time. Yeah. In front of 60,000, 67,000 people just crushing and crushing me. Yeah. Essentially, you know, fresh off the boat kid. Right, right, right. And just like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. And how do I do it? Yeah, I told my brother, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this, is what I'm going to do. Because if you didn't know that this was a thing, how, what's your next move as far as trying to, you know, put the pieces together? Yeah, I don't know like, how it's going to work out, but I knew that that's what I'm going to do. I just knew that, oh, this is why I came here. This is why I came to America. I'm have you wow. and your bro had a conversation since where he's like, remember that time when you said. Yeah, he that? hates it. I don't think you ever even <laughs> talk about it. Honestly. He just, we don't even bring it up. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. weird, but yeah. But yeah, I knew I knew that's when I was gonna do it. And then four years later, after my dad died, I was just skipping school. I just didn't care. It was like that's it for me. I'm just sure. done. My dad and I were on bad terms. It sucks. Oh really? And I was just sucked. It just I was yeah. like, fuck this life. I was just so mad. I was. Well, so if you're on bad terms time. with your pops and then he passes away, yeah. what sort of like 
is it like a, a good riddance type thing or is it just like no, a, no. I was devastated I was like mm-hmm. this is awful and I and oh so I you weren't you didn't you, you be, being on bad terms was like it sucked like it, you know because some people no. they just they you know end up going their separate ways with their parents and they're just like yeah. you know what I was just 14 man I was troubled and man I was upset I had all these feelings sure, you know, you're 14 nobody's, nobody's like, talking about fa- like, I don't even yeah. talk about who's on feelings. good terms with their parents at 14 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah nobody exactly. well yeah especially like when your dad is there like yo I just had this thing with him yeah and you know it was it was just not resolved and then life this is when you learn your lesson unfortunately mm-hmm. it was a grandioso lesson and he died and i didn't nobody expected him to have a heart attack and be in the hospital and then you know three weeks went by and they're like oh he's gonna be fine he's gonna get out and then everybody's lying to the kid which oh. i wish they weren't they're right. like or even the nurses like he's gonna find he's gonna pull through and then uh, then he has a surgery then he's in a coma and then next you know you know you get that call he's like he's passed away you're like that's it Jesus. Yeah. So after that, I just skipped. Bro. I was like, I'm done with school. Yeah. I'm done with everything. Done with I was life. like living Ferris Bueller's day off all the time. Yeah. I'm going to Astros Braves game to watch the Astros mm-hmm. suck. I'm, <laughs> I'm like constantly gone. I'm not present at all. And my English teacher is the one who's like, don't you don't you want to be a comedian? I was like, yeah, of course. That's what I'm going to do. And she, mm-hmm. I would tell everybody all the time, I'm be a comedian. That's what I'm going to do. Was, and you were the funny kid, yeah? I was always the funny guy. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'm a big comedian. See, I'm killing it. You know, like that. Yeah, I, had yeah, that. I got it. I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. That's the whole, I would tell everybody. And then she goes, well, you know, first of all, I know what you're going through, you know, with your father. How do you feel if you don't graduate high school? Oof. And I started bawling. Yeah. It's like, you a cold-blooded bitch. You just opening with that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, you yeah. a hoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a pussy so I can bet? Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. And then and then she, she set me straight. And I was like, it's to be devastated. I come from a highly educated family. This would be awful. Mm-hmm. She goes, don't you want to be a comedian? I'll let you do stand-up in front of the class. No way. On a regular basis. No you, way. Yeah, and this was English. To, yeah, I swear to God. This I is have, unheard of for a teacher. Yes. Yeah, and an English teacher of all changed my life bro and she said if you go up in front of the class and do a monologue from Shakespeare any monologue I will let you as extra credit I will give you the same grade you had the first semester because my dad died over winter break Mm. and so when that she goes and I'll let you do stand up on a regular basis I was like oh my god this is the greatest deal ever she goes but you can't skip if I hear you skip I'm failing you I quit on you I'm done with you what a great fucking teacher yeah and it was like to be or not to be. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah. I did that day. And then the next day, I was wrote a whole set, and then I came in, did the set. And it was very physical. I'm 14, right? And I was just yeah. like still killing people, loving doing accents. And then yeah. I and then she took me to the theater arts department. She was like, "This kid's been coming in, um, writing original material every every week and doing different accents and voices. I think mm-hmm. he belongs here." And then a year later, I joined theater arts and I learned that I could sing and I was doing like musical theater I was yeah. getting lead lead roles pretty much like a year, like six months later I was just getting lead roles and then I had a great career as a thespian in high school and and uh oh no way so that so probably doing those monologues in english class just yeah. got you a little yeah, bit uh, i mean i mean just a, a it little was more just, of a taste of the uh the acting bug, yeah, yeah i didn't know i didn't know that it even exist i didn't know i never had the courage to go in there and like to really do it i just was like i'm gonna be a comedian it's all gonna work itself out and then that's how i and i ended up doing stand-up for the rest of my high school career like in all the all of the all of the times like in different classes yeah. i got out of different classes my spanish teacher got me out of two other classes to do stand up 
for her other classes. Like I had three so shows back. in one day. Wow. Spanish class. Learning the improv life. Were there other kids that were like, yo, who and books I, that class? Yeah. <laughs> so I would go like put on a there's super a, small sports coat. There's a two milk fat. minimum. Yeah. <laughs> you got two chocolate here. <laughs> I, had a, I had a little sports coat I went and got from the theater arts department. Yeah. I did Fat Man as a little, in a little coat. Wow. Chris Farley, but I would, imp- I would freestyle as Chris Farley and I would make fun of all the kids and wow. the, no that's way. what I would, yeah that's what I would guess do. what every kid I remember in 6th grade getting a Yo Mama book mm-hmm. a Snaps book yeah, every right. kid as soon as you know I mean even my nephew at 5 is like will say things to my nieces at 9 to t- try to put them down and roast yeah. them like yeah. so <laughs> it's just I think it's a a human quality that everybody just like you know recognizes that you can say something mean and and it can also be funny you know what i'm saying so to do that uh at that age when like no one's doing that and be good at it like you're a god it was a lot of fun which was the teacher that the the english teacher that what's oh mrs broderick i haven't been able to find her i've hired guys i've you have on facebook she's like i want to you know before i filmed the special did a big spread for the Houston Chronicle I was like bro can you please help me this is Houston like, yeah. I think I'm just gonna have to go to the high school a thousand percent see, yeah dude go talk to them and see what's going on because even if she's not there yeah. she's people Someone are wondering if she's there's always a teacher that's point, yeah. you know? connected to people that were right. there 10 years you know right. or because there's yeah. always one faculty member that just doesn't leave, you know. <laughs> yeah. For me, I'm thinking of Mr. Moore. He was a Vietnam War vet. Yeah, the guy is he was our there. business teacher. He we broke three noses in in one month because he had things where if you clicked a pen, it sounded like you were loading a gun. If you took a picture in class, it was like a flash. Uh, oh if you were uh, Asian of any descent, you're just fucked. Because <laughs> oh, he just was like, you were, you know, Charlie. It was just. Yeah. So, but funny, he faced bro. the class like I'm facing you guys, and the door was behind. Yeah. And kids had that job where you would bring notes to teachers in classes sure, right that was sure. your right, right. that was your class where it's like at the office they were like hey go to uh, right. he and so tell this kid funny, he has to go man. early so kids would come up behind him and not know this or forget oh, and man. I got to see one of the nose breaks live Ryan Metcalf came up behind him tapped him and Mr. Moore was mid-sentence by the way he was kind of a nut job he'd do things every now and then he'd break away from the curriculum and be like alright extra credit who wants extra credit who invented Fred Meyer and you'd be like uh Fred and he's like boom Adam Ray smart guy Fred, 30 points who invented Kyle Costco, you'd be like, uh, Greg Costco. And he's like, Adam Rice on fire today. Who invented a fucking right edge? You're like, That's Barney Wright. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, Adam Rice on fire. And so this kid comes in and he's doing that and taps him on the shoulder and just breaks his uh, his, his, uh, his sentence and fucking kaboom and snaps his kid. And he just goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, you can't come up behind me. God damn it. And yes. walks out of the room. That anyway, never forget that teacher. He's still there in some form. Even if he's not, everyone knows him <laughs> at my point, you know? So everyone's, there's gotta be somebody yeah, at your school that's- Don't take notes with a hockey out. mask on you. Jesus. Uh, but that, that's so great that like, that would teachers get back what would teachers say to you when you would uh, perform like this were they like they just heard about it and they were like dude you're gonna fucking like yeah plus and then when I did theater and I was getting you know those roles I mean they were we had like a really dope class actually yeah of actors and and talent we had a really good talent base and our class was like super 
super sick, man. We just had so much talent there, bro. It was amazing. And we the plays that we did were hilarious. And we all killed it. Everybody was killing it. Did you get all so the comedic, people, yeah. uh, the big ones, the yeah. roles that were just yeah. like, right? <laughs> we would just get, all of our shows would sell out. People would come in. We didn't have like, a, you know, 10 people in the audience type shit. No, we did a theater play. That's great. Our plays were packed. And we had a beautiful theater. It was like, it was like. Dang, so you're getting the onstage city, yeah. for the play experience. And then yeah. you're getting the smaller reps like you know rooms yeah just so exactly. many reps and then it. i and then when after i graduated my mom this is what arabs do they volunteer you to other arab business owners and <laughs> i've never had a job interview i've had like different odd jobs but that's right. because you know arabs will oh we own a business oh my son will probably be good for you you know he'll we'll help <laughs> and you they out. just take you based on recommendation from like, mom yeah i mean hey, yes man. i'm like oh i'm looking for somebody oh my son can help he's a good hard worker smart like great ma this is what yeah. I want to do yeah, thank yeah. you like what type of those gigs? I mean I had a job as an Easter Bunny when I was 14 at the mall holy uh, shit wow. which is hilarious a Muhammad Easter Bunny is yeah. if, if they, if, if they only knew I know what I was doing I was no like, what is yeah, what's his catchphrase yeah, by the way like, what do you I could, no you're not allowed to talk the Easter yeah. Bunny doesn't talk oh so was it you had a covered face yeah, I had, yeah. Had, no you're in the mouth and it's all like black mesh and you're supposed to put your head oh my by the God. Way, a little bit by the way hilarious I just pictured like yeah. you as a face character with that beard as the Easter Bunny, and that's legit. I what I thought that's what it was. Yeah, the biggest baby face. Okay, ever. you didn't oh, have so you're 14, yeah, so yeah. you only had a I little beard have, at that yeah, point. I didn't have any <laughs> okay. beard. Okay, I didn't no. have anything. You weren't allowed to grow anything anyway. Even if I could, I couldn't grow shit. Sure. When I was 14, and uh, and I remember, I remember just seeing a lot of titties. Because <laughs> there's through the so, eye holes, yeah, through the eye holes, yeah. to the mouth, you know. And you're, you're 14, there, and you're 14, and, yeah. and who's bringing? Uh, Mom, you know, moms, moms, new Hot new moms, moms yeah, moms. new moms with their babies, wow, and they're all not wearing bras because they're breastfeeding. <laughs> Whoa, and they just bring in babies. I'm like, oh god, titties, oh, <laughs> titties, my like, god. It was just, titties everywhere. It's so Easter many, bunny. How many like, kids? Get out of this job. How many kids took a photo with an <laughs> yeah. Easter bunny who also had a boner? <laughs> yeah, that's the bunny was always looking like down. This. Yeah, <laughs> so Simba. All of them were. Simba. Oh, look at that! The bunny has a. Cat. Carrot. That's yeah. not a carrot. Please don't grab the carrot. Do not. Oh, don't touch that. Oh shit. I mean, I'll break the stem. Yeah. <laughs> so like, when do you like? When do you then think like you want to take the next level with comedy? Like, oh, I got to do something. Like, I got to keep pursuing. Yeah. So this. I graduated. I was a summer kid. So I graduated seventeen from high school. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. And then when I got out of there, I was at a flag shop. I worked at a flag. So my mom forced me to get this job. Flag with a hard L, people. With a hard L. This hard is literally L what is. I talk about on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I swear to God, man. And when I do this bit on stage, I'm like, it's really it's really one of those words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be very... Flags. <laughs> very yeah, careful. Drag really the L out. that tongue yeah. on that L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. So uh, I was just looking at the Houston Press. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do I get in it? And it just, on the back of the Houston Press, it says, Houston's Funniest Person Competition. At that time, the Laugh Stop was open, which is a legendary Houston Let, club. Dude, that's where, like, where it's Sam Kinison It's the saddest uh, thing. We'll gets say, the, start. Like, in the 80s, in the, low, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the early 80s, there was, like, 10 clubs in Houston. Yeah. It was, it was wild. It was so crazy. It was, like, uh, it was like the, uh, there was several options boom. there. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was really cool. So, I ended up seeing that, and I was like, man, I got to go. So, my friend Nick comes and picks me up my homeboy still to this day goes 
he takes me to the last stop that night, and he goes, "Are you ready?" He's trying to be. He was being corny. He goes, "This is the first day of the rest of your life," and it really was, man. Little did he know. I, yeah, I signed yeah. up for that list. I made wild card and that whole thing, and then because I when I realized that, oh my god, I got to do stand up. Yeah. This is adults. I've been writing for high school kids. Right. Oh my god, you know. So I had yeah, to like you've been going on stage like, what's the deal with the cafeteria food? Yeah, oh fuck, boy. I can't do that here. Yeah, yeah. Chili cheese fries again? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so you had to like be creative. So two days later, I come in, do the set, I get good laughs, which I have on tape. <laughs> I used to have this. Thing. And was no that? Way. And was that your first time At other a than club? Yeah. yeah, other than your time at school. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. It was June ni- June nineteen ninety nine. Wow. And then I started learning about the open mic scene, all that, and. Rest is history. Then I went to the Comedy Showcase in Houston, which is another comedy club mm-hmm. at the time owned by uh, Danny Martinez, who became my greatest mentor. He mentored Ralphie May, Tishon yeah. Shannon. There was a lot of like really great comedians to come out from who went under his wings to want to have pretty successful careers. And he looked at me. I was seventeen. Did a set at his club, and he goes, "Listen, you got a career ahead of you, but you know I want you to be my last student." I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about this business. Jeez. You're going to go off and have a successful career. I see you on television. I see you doing stand-up. But I see you doing all this. It's going to take you 20 years to get there. If you're committed to something like that, I'll do it. If you don't, don't waste my time. I was wow. Like, I'm in. And, and you know what? Good for you. Because holy 20 shit. 20 years, man. Because that sounds so daunting. That's how long I've been. Yeah. yeah. But, but at, at, at the same time, I feel like that's one of the reasons why guys like... Adam and I were able to stay in comedy because we didn't realize it was going to take 20 years. Yeah. No one told us it would take, yeah, exactly. you know, 10 yeah. years to get good, 15 to whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... But I'm sure there's still, even yeah. with you, was a part of you that was like, it's not going to take me 20, right? Or no? False I, so I wanted more. I, what I wanted faster is like the headliner dates. Yeah. And I wanted, I expect a lot of myself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I, I, I was always on that be patient, be patient, be patient <sighs> tip. And I would have moments, but that I, you know, my career took a interesting turn throughout it. Like I was doing strictly comedy clubs. This is what I was doing. Yeah. Just like how you do it. And then you headline the rooms, yeah. get stronger and stronger. You go to LA or New York. At that time where I was going to go to LA and New York, I was uh, like seven years in mm-hmm. and I was going to make that move. And Danny was like, you're ready. You should go to LA or New York now, you know. Yeah. And then I, and then out of nowhere, there's this comedy team called Allah Made Me Funny, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, it sounds corny. <laughs> Somebody was telling me like, man, you should be with Allah Made Me Funny. These guys are hilarious. Mm-hmm. I was like, Allah Made Me Funny. I'm a real comedian, yeah, bro. Yeah. I can't be out yeah. there doing Disney. What are you wild? <laughs> now is this? That's what I was thinking about. Post nine eleven. This is <clears throat> post nine eleven. Okay. Um, and I was like, what are you talking about? Bro? Don't let me funny. And then I looked the guys up. I'm like, man, these guys are legit. You know, Preacher mm. Moss, who started this thing, mm. was, you know, helped uh, tour with George Lopez for like five, six years and wrote for Daryl Hammond, all these yeah. guys. Like, he wrote for a lot. I was like, hold on, Damon. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Hell yeah. on, let me check this guy. And then Azur Usman is on this joint. He, he used to be a lawyer in Chicago, like, brilliant guy. Now he's a stand up comedian and touring out of, the, out of the Chicago scene, which is a hot scene. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, maybe I should take a second look at this. Yeah, yeah. And there's another guy on there, Azim, who who ended up fizzling out. And then they asked me, they were looking for like an Arab guy. And they had the black Muslim, you had the Indian Muslim, you had the one. This is like before mm-hmm. Acts of Evil was touring, these guys were right. touring. And they were touring, bro. They were doing like wow. fifty dates a year, like fifty dates in a 
I was like 50 dates in a row. That's awesome. Yes. That's yeah. some, some reps. You're, you know? pro, you're a pro at that point. That was like, yeah, that was like really, really cool. I was like, man, you guys are really working. Okay, okay, okay. And then like I the most I did it. was three classes and, and one PE. Yeah. yeah. One after well, school I was touring special. clubs. Yeah. I was touring yeah. clubs. Of I was course. hitting the clubs in the South. I mean, I was doing a lot so of a lot. clubs and yeah. a lot of one nighters. <clears> I was, I had a Toyota, I was like, going to buy this Toyota Camry. I put almost 300,000 miles on it. I did the whole traditional, yo, I go all over my yeah. stripes, the yeah. South. I would drive everywhere. You know, I got good fast and headliners were like, okay, it's time for you to go headline these joints. Mm -hmm. And they stopped taking me on the road. I was like, okay, I get it. So I I was blowing them out of the water, huh? I mean, it was, it was, you were were making them sweat. It was like, listen, it's time for you to go. I believe in you. Go do your thing. I was like, great. And I did that shit. And I was like, I'm not driving. I can't see myself for the next 20 years driving a fucking car. No, now I'm going to fly everywhere. This is the point. I'm going to be broke. I'm going to turn down these gigs. And I'm going to try to get into the clubs. And then it'll get better. And then all of me funny came in my life. And I was like, man, these guys are working. And it gives me an opportunity to do stand-up. Yeah, it's going to be like Muslim audiences. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. And I was like, let's do it. I think it'll be amazing. And then we ended up making a concert film called Love Made Me Funny yep. that was like made into a documentary slash stand-up concert film and we toured the world, bro. We did like large theaters all yeah. over the planet. Holy we were doing shit. South Africa gigs in 2007, bro. <laughs> Three shows at Nelson Mandela Theater, 1,000 seater each, 1,200 seats in Cape Town, 4,000 seats in Durban. We like blew Jeez, up overseas. Shit. We were like doing Australia. We were doing throughout Europe. We was were doing Amsterdam, like, Yerfar Theater in yeah, Sweden and you're, Denmark. You're, now you're going to these places and you're selling out theaters. What are you doing in the States at that point? Like, are like That's what I'm saying. That's the next thing that happened uh, to me. I was okay. like, uh-oh. I'm, get, I'm getting up f- up further away from the States, I'm, yeah? This is terrible. I was like, yeah. oh my God, I don't even do clubs anymore. When I do, I pop into the local comedy clubs in Houston and then I'm on the road the rest of the time. People are going to forget about oh, me, maybe. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, it's yay, but also like, oh, no. Yeah, that's the of mine, cool yeah. thing that happened is Chappelle's family heard about the, loved the show, loved the DVD, and loved us as comedians. Mm-hmm. They've heard about it came to our show in Columbus, Ohio, because we're doing the States too, but it was really focused in that bubble. And I was like, man, how do I snap out of this situation? His family came out to our show in Columbus, Ohio, and he ends up doing an hour after we finished our show. Yeah. Surprises the audience, place goes bananas. This is mm. Dave, like in his hibernation day, like oh, nobody shit. knows where so he, he was happening. Yeah, he would never pop up. Yeah, Even people that knew he lived in Ohio didn't know he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was like so many people from. There was like a big convention across the street, Holy so we shit. did our show like close to there, so we can pull those fans and bring them to our yeah, show. Yeah. And mm. so they were there, and they, and just like, and then there was people that heard about he was coming, so there's other people like piling yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So they came in. And what did you think did when you heard he was coming? Like, I didn't, I didn't like. I was like, yo, is this for real? Like, mm. you know what I mean? It was one of those situations for real. And then we all went out to dinner. It was he, his mom, his sister, his niece, and his brother. And, and it was me and the, the guys, you know? And then we just... And you and him had kind of, together. out of everybody, you think, kind of locked in? Yeah, I think, no, everybody. So Preach knew him because Preach is from D.C. We all had, like, a beautiful relationship with him. Mm. And I actually was the one that didn't have the most connection with like as far as like um having a conversation although that is weirdly enough i told my wife i was like yo i'm gonna do i'm gonna meet dave and we're gonna work together it's gonna be crazy because i saw him there and i just had this like guttural feeling and she goes when and i was like no no no. i have this feeling i'm not telling you that it's 
but she kind of looked at me i was crazy and then a year later he rolled up to our show and i was like mm -hmm. man this is dope and then he Holy and then he, on his shit. comeback when he's starting his comeback in like 2011 2012 yeah. we were both azar and i were in the bay we, we found out that dave was at the new pair or was it the new pair no it was the chapel yeah and i had a dream about him the week exactly a week before it was what? like crazy it was crazy it was like his come it was like a comeback dream what was the dream <laughs> Um, I'm gonna save some for, for yeah, for sure, yeah, for us. You yeah, know? it's one of those things I told Dave about, and I was just like, man, it's crazy because it actually all the things happened. But it was cooler than him just being like, you know, yo, Mo, want to go to Seven Eleven and get <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. get some Slurpees? It, it was, cool. was yeah. great. No, it was like very symbolic of him and his full on comeback. It wow, was really, like, it was dude. really incredible and so and, real, right? And, and, the, and, the, and I saw. I'll tell you this part. I saw him. I walked in with him, what looked like a church, but the place ended up being called the chapel a week later. I interpreted it as a church. Holy it, shit. Yeah, I swear to God. Holy and it gets, shit, and it gets dude. Crazy. I swear. Wow. I swear, man. And, and, it's, and so when you meet Dave, yeah. or, or, at, so at when, yeah, when Azar and I, yeah, yeah. So we do our show, the next day we're like, hey, he, he says, come through, because Azar's communicating with, the, with him at that point. And we go over there. As we're going over there, we're like, hey, man, let's get a picture with Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get there, and he goes, Allah made me funny. He's like, man, can I get a picture? with you guys I swear to god first thing that happened i was like <laughs> it wasn't supposed to go like this man right 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 please stop this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this is your two you're better than this please. <laughs> <laughs> no he he respected how indie we were and yeah. how much we were able to accomplish yeah. just on sheer hard work and being able to tour globally like that it blew his mind he was like how are you guys doing this mm -hmm. it's so cool and to be like muslims in this you know six years removed from 9 11 yeah and preach was doing this show like in 2002 Holy i started in the shit. south going to do like yeah i've had my room of... searched while i've been on stage you know what i'm saying like i Jeez. no idea that was happening i've had that kind of experiences in the south being a muhammad just touring the south and so he was just like really respectful of that whole situation yeah. and others like brilliant so he loved talking to him so we just bonded and he took this picture he had a fake facebook account he had like morgan freeman's photo i think on it or something like that. <laughs> this is years years ago he doesn't have it anymore but yeah. he put it out and all our fans like oh my god all everybody and, yeah. Bell. and he was like yo and then he was like you guys want to open for me tomorrow i'm like Shh. Yes. Yeah. yes please. And then and then it just kept going and then he asked me, um we ended up in Atlanta, Uzzer and I, and then we did a little run and then he kept asking me like, yo, go do the you wanna do the next one? I was like, Yeah, you wanna do the next one for a minute. It was just he and I, like in the beginning of his mm -hmm. full on tour, you know, tour bus situation. And I'm like, What's happening? It's yeah, crazy. not real life. Yeah, it was just like you want to do the next. Yeah, you want to just. It was never. I've never gotten advance notice for anything with Dave. Like we've done yeah. over probably about seven hundred shows together. And you never assumed like, either. God. Damn. And I've never. And I've always been like, hey man, I'm in the same. I'm gonna be close by. Yeah, yeah, come on. And then he's like, hey man, you want to keep going? I'm like yeah. Yeah. Can we keep going? Yeah. And it's like I wasn't even expecting money. I was just like, thank you. Sure, just the experience itself. I didn't care about the money. And he would tell you, he's like, he didn't really pay me the first two years. You know, he did, but it was just mm -hmm. like he was all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, cool. yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't yeah. really care about that. He yeah. just want. I really wanted the time, smart and the move. mentorship. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was gonna That's ask it. what types of things would he go out of his way to tell you because it, he, obviously he loves to talk comedy yeah, and somebody that, that's doing it that consistently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like any great athlete like you don't there's no shortage of dialogue that right. you are going to engage in especially with someone that he respects and uh, and is on the up and up and like 
how would you balance letting him talk about things or if there was one night on the bus where you're just like yo man how do you hand like would you just straight up ask him for advice or questions you got you had to be specific Sometimes, I'm sure, right? yeah i was very specific it was very specific to me like how i was doing where I was at where I was at mentally what's going on what's what's the next thing that i'm going through how do i break through x should i do this should i do that i would counsel like it was getting mm-hmm. counseling yeah. from dave that way but we would just talk about life too you know we just have great conversations towards that and he would volunteer that to me like he believes a lot in me and i remember in san francisco i'll never forget at the masonic in 2016 he was just like hitting me bro he was just like you could do this you know hitting me in the shoulder i was like what's going on he was like you need to you know he was just like giving me these conversations and he sat across me like knee to knee bro touching it was like his packed green room mm-hmm. and he's like mo you have it in like he was just unbelievably inspiring yeah he was like be so honest they're afraid to make eye contact with you you understand he was like you're palestinian bro you're muslim you have an opportunity to talk about shit that nobody else has and i believe you're the one to do it like you can do these things whoa and i was like whoa he's like you can be so real and honest you can do that be so Mm -hmm. honest they're hard to make eye contact with stop doing this i was like is this happening yeah yeah yeah. because in four years of like working together i've never seen such aggression from him but it mm. was just his own like yo i've had enough of this like pussyfooting around yeah i'm yeah. being tell him how it is being, yeah exactly wow. it's like my, I felt kids, comfortable my enough. kids growing up yeah listen kid yeah dude yeah, you're not a kid you know. anymore you're a man yeah now go do this at, you know what i mean and that's it was I, one of those things yeah. that's gotta be so it's weird a lot of conversations I mean, and i want to keep those then, for me but yeah, sure, you got it's to. one of those and it's like actually i'll, I'll happily share but it would be yeah yeah comedian to comedian and also like what what he's talking about is something i wanted to ask you like you whether you like to or not are kind of a spokesman for a whole group like yeah is that yeah it was one of those things that when i first started stand up i knew that there was a giant void in arab representation and entertainment and i just picked it because it was pre-9-11 so the whole thing for me was like whoa i'm gonna make a lot of you know very culturally arab things very mainstream yeah even if it's just a couple of words sure you have the comedians have this like amazing power to influence culture in a way yeah. that it just becomes more like i did falafel tacos as a line mm-hmm. in on colbert and in my special and there's a guy opening up a fucking franchise <laughs> <laughs> Falafel tacos. There's people texting me. Does like, he give you ten percent? Like, come on, man. No, I should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I bought falafeltaco.com. I didn't buy falafeltacos.com. Yeah, I'm that was pissed your first about mistake. it. <laughs> pissed about it. <laughs> but anyway, so it's like it's a, it's really dope to see that like restaurants around the country would like, hey man, we're putting falafel tacos on our menu. Thank you, you know, shit like that. Crazy. I was like, yo, that's amazing. So we do have that, and even things that you don't know you've already done. Yeah. That are out there in the world, and the people. Are, you, yeah. We absolutely have that power to influence now, people. Now you talk about your your place as a your place as a spokesman and sort of the pressure you might feel how does that come to fruition when you're on an airplane and you're sitting next to eric trump is something wild is something going through your head (laughs) then when you're sitting next to eric trump going holy shit do i have a responsibility now as a a comedian b an arab to be like hey so uh What's up? <laughs> yeah, I did not. It was, I just came back from Australia and I was heading to Scotland. You could imagine I didn't have any time off. I was yeah. just flying straight through from Australia to Scotland. Yeah. So not only across the Pacific to LA, LA across America to yeah. Newark, Newark to. So I didn't 
I bullshitted. I didn't put my name on the upgrade. I wanted to upgrade and guarantee myself yeah. to Scotland. And I fucked it. You know, I was so mm. mad. I was like, I'm on this wait list, oversold. I'm screwed. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I got, I did get surprise upgraded. Mm-hmm. And I sit and I walk in and I see this white lady just so angry. And first, like, I see her to look over my right. She's in row four. It was four rows, two per row. Yeah, where they run out of vodka and she, tonics. <laughs> and she's just, yeah, exactly. Why is she so, yeah. she's like, doing one of the E's bro. like going at wow. it I was like why? who's angry double first birds class, yeah. yeah 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 and I look over and I was like oh my god no way that can't be Eric Trump you know yeah and I put my bag up took a second look and I saw his name on his sweater I was like yo this gotta be <laughs> oh, what is he a lost <laughs> child yeah, exactly <laughs> of course his, his like, name was on his sweater family crest and yeah. uh, underneath god. says Trump they're all the same I what sat down fuck? next to him for legit I was like <laughs> yeah. salam alaikum that was the first line. <laughs> no, my way. first line is a song. Oh man! I was like, he goes, hey, man. "God bless you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that your last name? <laughs> he, 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 he was thrown off by the whole situation. I was like, "Listen, we're not going to do this whole Muslim ID cards bullshit that you guys keep bringing up. That your father keeps bringing up. Right. What, are you guys going to put us in camps or something? Are you wild? You can't be talking. You, you know, your dad can't be talking like that. It's you went right real. into it." I mean, what else am I going to do? What yeah, else yeah, yeah, What's yeah, going to happen? It becomes a global situation yeah. and I get to talk about Oops, it? Great. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Right. So I didn't, I was just having that. And he actually took it really well. Like he was like, nah, man, that's not going to happen. This and that. And my dad would never do that. And I was like, have you seen the video? Yeah. I can pull up probably something yeah, right, right now. And he's like, nah, man, come on, stop. And I was just bullshitting with him. And I was like, what do you do? I was like, I'm a comedian. And he, he made it. He was like, oh, we do a lot of business in Dubai. You know, it was like more mm-hmm. like, it was one of those things like if you, it, he's like, I have a lot of black friends. You know, it was one of those kind of, <laughs> wow. you know, I have a lot of hair prints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do a lot yeah, of business yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Middle East. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm sure you fucking snakes did. Yeah, yeah I'm is, guaranteed. How that. weird is that? Because. And it went viral, bro. It went yeah, like, yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's where I was first exposed to you. Like, well, we've found out before the podcast mm-hmm. we were actually exposed to each other a really long yeah. time ago uh that's a complete side note but um that's when i that, that's when your name really popped on my radar I was like oh who's this dude and this crazy to be in that to be in that situation to where like and it, it's gotta be weird for you for multiple reasons but mostly because like i've had thoughts about certain uh uh but the way certain things are but until i talk to a group that's how i get educated i go Oh right, right. shit! I yeah. was wrong. Right, right. I right. was completely wrong. I need to switch this up. Right. Didn't see it from that perspective. Like, were you talking to Eric Trump, going like, is, is, is he going to say something that's going to make me go, all right? Uh, yeah, that, I like, mean, <laughs> were, were, like, were you open? Is, is, is yeah, I was very open. Like, I uh, as comedians, I think we're supposed to be. Yeah, I think we really, really should be some of the most open artists in sure you know, in the game because we it's our responsibility to filter this information and try to get it firsthand and to talk about yeah. it that way. and i i swear to god i had no idea because i took the picture with him and i sent it to you know i sent it to dave and i sent it to all the homies yeah you know? i was like this is crazy you know like, right. I, just, I didn't even think about it i was like yeah i'm gonna post this let me just see what happens yeah and you know i'll see what my fans will get a kick out of it so i just posted it and went to sleep like if he had two blood 
Bloody Marys. We, yeah. I'm exhausted. I just came from yeah. Australia. I'm more exhausted than anybody on that plane, probably. So I just passed out too, and I woke up and I turned on my phone, and it's just it like out of a movie. Blows <laughs> like yeah. one of those things, like it kept going up. My emails, like my email when I opened it up, it was every single publication that you would ever want to be in touch with, Holy and geez. not want to be in touch with. Yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. Every one, every single one wanted to talk to me. And I didn't know how, why, but because it's like his entire, I was the only person that spoke to anybody within the family that went public with anything mm -hmm. directly after his dad was elected because they shut it down. They didn't yeah. talk to anybody. And I was that guy, so everyone was after me. People were calling my phone. I didn't know how they got them my number. It was just wild, bro. Vanity Fair, this, per this person, I yeah. didn't know what to do. I was freaked out, legit freaked out. Oh, sure, of course. And, when I, and I looked at him, and, he, and we didn't even make eye contact because he turned on his phone. I'm sure he got some text messages. Sure, what are you doing? About this? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So we, we woke up like it was a bad one-night stand. I was like, maybe we shouldn't have done this. You know? Maybe we should not have <laughs> yeah, slept yeah. together this yeah. day. Yeah. Maybe this was bad, bro. I'm sorry. It was, it was really weird for me, and then it was... It was super because it was just starting a UK tour, mm. um, and I was like, "Man, I got to make this funny. Like, I have to. I have to. That's my first job. Right. I have to go make this funny. Can't be like this gimmick. I didn't work at that point. Whatever it was, it was like seventeen years in this business to fucking be famous because of this shit. Yeah, no, man, you got spin it. I'm gonna be mm -hmm. famous. I'm I'm gonna be popular because I am a talented comedian and I can do. I got something to say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I flipped. I was just going in the middle of the tours. I was going to open mics in Scotland, throughout England. I would just leave the big shows and go straight and start Just working try on it. Shit out. Started yeah. to work on it and I noticed how global it became because I was in like little pubs holding the walls and I would walk on stage and, and I see people whispering, Hey that's the guy from the thing. I was like Holy shit, shit man. Yeah. And I was scared. I was like, bro, it's gotta be funny fast <laughs> <laughs> and it was ripping and then when yeah. I got it to where it needs to be uh, the the late show Colbert heard about it yeah. and they wanted me on and yeah, I you did crushed set. that dude thank you man and then after that I got the special and then you know holy shit then, yeah. what's the name of the special again the, the Vagabond the Vagabond yeah, uh, so fucking good man I texted or uh, DM'd you after uh, it came out man thank but you, like it's uh, and to have that global reach dude I mean like that you already man. had yeah. right and it then it to another level yeah, it did sure. right yeah, yeah yeah absolutely one fucking selfie <laughs> I mean, it's a, you don't know what it's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, right? that's it's the thing. Crazy. That's the thing is, we all have these envisions about like, oh, I gotta be funny. I gotta get a Tonight Show. I gotta get a sitcom. I gotta it's get a one selfie. It could be a selfie. Yeah, it's it, just one. That's the secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and but then also at the same time, and we've we haven't even gone over. Uh, like half the shit that you in terms of the time you've put in mm -hmm. like you were ready when that happened and you put yeah. in hours and hours oh, and hours of work it was, it was quick years work, of work yeah. before then yeah so someone could say like oh what you took a selfie with eric trump and then you got it's like no yeah, bro yeah. no <laughs> fuck you yeah no. I, I mean i was able to by the time i came back from the uk i went yeah. to the cellar and i was doing it and it was just like murdering yeah and it was you, like an unfollowable yeah. bit yeah was you were so, on it was yeah, crushing I so see hard it so bad. that's that's yeah. why i was <laughs> like oh okay this is we can do this all day baby i'm like, yeah give me more give me more it was yeah. one of those things where you're like oh all the work and repetition it's not like oh this thing happened yeah and then i just just try it out on tour no i had to like 
bust ass and then yeah. and then i had six off days it was 25 shows in 30 days and 30 and 31 days excuse me and we had two off days two off 12 we had six total so those off days that i was supposed to have i would just go do interviews I yeah would pick and choose who am i going to do interviews sure. and i would go do them and i was doing late night sets throughout that so i didn't have any off days i was like horribly ill after the tour was over i can imagine it was two days of just sweating in a London hotel room, and I that's, couldn't miss my flights. I mean, that, that's how tough that situation was. And, but that's what it takes to make it. And that's sure. and, well, that, and, yeah, and, and 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 that's gonna be a situation where, like, when that happens to you, like you're probably in addition to the Vanity Fairs and the New York Times and your Stephen Colbert's, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're getting a lot of other feedback online that yeah. maybe isn't as positive. Yeah. I don't look at it. Good. I don't read that shit. No time I, for that. I had a couple of times where I just read it and it just made me feel terrible about myself. I was like, I hate this. I'm never going to read this. Yeah. Is it funny? So I just you back forget off. Smart. You have a choice. Yeah, yeah. To take a look yeah. at that. I it's, don't read any of that shit. Yeah. You know what? You know how you're perceived. Like, take it. Mm-hmm. It's like well, you can't feel what's happening on stage. You right. can't see how your comrades are, are treating you and, and yeah, talking about you. Exactly, like, let exactly. that be the uh, exact Yelp review. I just stop reading all that shit. I don't okay. read YouTube comments. I don't read any of that stuff. I, people are just dumb. Oh, good because before I met you, I put a lot of crazy <laughs> shit in your videos. Like, who wow. is this Trump supporter? Like, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to fake a friendship? Yeah, no, I, 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 I sent you a lot of dick pics, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that crazy. Man. You're, uh, I mean, dude, it's it's so impressive and so inspiring, and it's cool when you can get the combo of both those in a guy's yeah, career yeah. and journey. And uh, and I feel like this is just like chapter, like early stage for you, right? It's like yeah, that's got to be where you're like, man, right? what is yeah. even possible after this? Yeah, everything, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, it's beautiful, man. I'm very, very excited about what the stuff that's coming down the pipe, and I'm so glad that I, you know, always wrote, so I have all this material yep. banked too. So oh it's yeah, not just like. It's not just, uh, oh, whatever I can do to get by and get through it. No, it's just like really calculated. And it's because of my mentors, though. Yeah. It's because of Danny mm-hmm. Martinez, like teaching me every the history of stand up. Yeah. I didn't know, like, when I first, you gotta imagine, I've only been in the country nine, not even eight years at that point when I'm doing stand up. And we didn't, couldn't afford cable. We didn't have those things. We're worried about, like, surviving and acclimating yeah. a whole other country. So I didn't know who Sam Kennison was. I didn't know who Bill Hicks right. was. I didn't know. Figure people walk up to me, like, hey, man, that's like an Eddie Murphy bit. I was like, who's Eddie Murphy? What is wrong with you? Wow. So then I had this, you know, of course I know, you know, the yeah, history of, of stand up yep, and sure. I, yeah. it's one of the indigenous art forms to America. It's that hip hop and jazz. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. That's what America, the United States has. And, and I started learning about the Never history thought about of it, who but was yeah. there. Who's <laughs> yeah, there right. What's the equivalent of not knowing Eddie Murphy in the States? Or wait, what? Oh, in America, in like Middle in East? Kuwait. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Adil Imam, like the other actor. He's like, he's like, the greatest comedic actor of all time. Awesome. So, yeah, so like not knowing him. So if we do shows over there, like oh, like, you say Adil Imam? Yeah. People would be like, "How does he know? <laughs> Whoa! Well, he's way more famous than he thought he was. You know, he's he's an icon. He's okay. an absolute icon. That's right. when we go, Brad. All right. When we're when yeah. we're I would love, man. I would. Yeah. We can at do some that. point, like, yeah, we gotta figure it out. I don't know what they do to Brad, but I feel like it's worth. <laughs> hey, I've been there. It was they'd fun. Marry okay, him away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're a commodity. Yeah. They'd be like, They'd be like, listen, I have a dwarf daughter. We didn't expect her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came here, you're white. Yeah. We could 
Uh, I'm married already. We'll yeah, give it's you. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Two? <Yeah>. Two? <laughs> Have another one. <laughs> I just want <laughs> Where is she? Put your face <laughs> FaceTime your wife. Come on, FaceTime your wife. I talked to her. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. She's it's cool okay. We'll, gi <laughs> we'll give her cash. Don't worry. Come on. <laughs> you know that Porsche <laughs> you saw on the side of the road earlier? <laughs> yeah, we got more of those. Bring in the cat. I'm sorry. The pussy. <laughs> Come <laughs> pat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, check out your special uh, on... on um, on Netflix, Netflix, and, uh, the Vagabond, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Just mm -hmm. your name. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually it's no, real. That's right. There's a lot of Mohammeds out there, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's real Mo Ammer. That's right. Okay. Ammer's like America without the echo. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> You're a beast, well, dude. Yeah, and I, you, man, it's been so cool to like get to know you over the years and like. Same, man. I was so happy to pop in with you. Like when I looked at the, I didn't know. We exchanged nothing, and then I remembered that from Radio City Music Hall. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. When we did that, when we sit, when uh, and when we saw Dave there, when I was working with Dave there, and it was like, and you know, we had, we picture. know each other on the surface, yeah, man. And this is just sure. a, an testament to how good of a dude and how cool you are, man. It's like we had had a, enough small chats at clubs and wherever, and yeah. uh, but just kind of, I don't know, man. When like when good dude and good dude kind of like you see each other and you like seeing somebody and so I think we just kind of like like no it made me feel really good for and you I was there with Sal and congrats and you yeah. were like you were like really really kind and I was like man I appreciate that they're those things that you need like you I poured so we pour so much into our work yeah. and then you were just like so self-conscious like hopefully this is like this is the best I could do at this moment in time mm -hmm. and you reached out and you were like oh my god that Will Smith thing is crazy yeah, and all man. that shit oh, and I yeah. was like yeah that was crazy thank you and to share in that joy I was like man it made me feel really good so oh, I good. appreciate yeah. that man it's way cool dude we, we don't wow. do that enough to where it's like it's so easy to yeah. see something like that and then go oh, I fucking want that yeah. like instead yeah. of being like yo dude yeah well done like cause it does make a like especially when you get it from yeah. people that you're still like building rapport with it's right. like oh yeah. cool man like cause everyone's everyone's keeping tabs on everybody man exactly. you know in a way exactly. So, exactly. so go out of your way to say something nice yeah for you know? me it's just like man just work your ass off it's just so you'll get there Everybody's yeah. just worried about money. What am I going to do? But the bitch, I was broke for a very long time. <laughs> when it gets yeah. my entire family wishes, like there was a lot of shit everybody has to deal with. I know. And there's things that happen. It's just like really committing because I saw a lot of guys. I would have these emotions like, oh man, why is he headlining here? I want, you know, this guy has been there. Why did it? This is like seven year mo. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know? And Danny was like, bro. Oh. It's fine. Yeah. And he Remember when I said 20? Yeah, he said 20. <laughs> and, he, and he would say, like, uh, he would say, man, these guys all fizzle out. Wow. That's what he told me. He goes, most of everybody that you're talking about now is not going to exist in stand-up. Wow. Because you're, you're just, he goes, this is what happens. I've seen it so many times. Or a certain club owner or some yeah. manager was there, and he was being mean to me for no, like, I did literally did nothing to the guy. And he would just not book me because I wouldn't just come hang out at yeah. the club because mm -hmm. I was touring. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he's going to be gone. And then somebody else going to book that club and you're going to be headlined. Don't worry. I've seen it so many times. Fuck, Take it dude. Easy. So to have those, to have those so words valuable. of wisdom, I was still like, oh, but then when he'd tell that to me and then next, you know, a year later, I'm working that club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm such a fucking immature bitch. <laughs> like, I just had to really check myself from yeah. that standpoint. And so then, uh, those things. yeah, and then your next special, of course, is going to be called fucking immature bitch. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're waiting for that on yeah, Netflix. Exactly. It's going to come out. It's, yeah, it's going to be a huge I'm, hit. I'm working on it, you know, I'm working on it. It's Special and the immaturity. And, you know? Yeah, and, and and right now people can go to your website, find the tour dates and all that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be in Seattle, your hometown. Oh, great! It's the next tour date that I have. Oh, official fuck tour yeah! Date. I'm doing the Neptune on August third. Oh, great theater, and, uh, killer and then, venue. 
and then I'm doing Philly, and then from Philly to I don't know. Just check the website. Yeah, check you the got web. the internet. I'm doing a big homecoming. Uh, you know, six shows in Houston at the end of August for Labor Day weekend. Fuck, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But see, gotta find that teacher. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll send some peeps out. <laughs> I just did a show there. At the they asked me to go do Ref, World Refugee Day. Yeah. at Starbucks headquarters. That oh was really shit! Cool. Yeah. Wow. Those tea guys don't fuck around. <laughs> Good night, everybody. No. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Man, what's up, dog? This is your pal Bugs Bunny. Say, uh, I got a question for you. Do you know who has the head of Elmer Fudd and the body of Foghorn Leghorn? Why, that's Adam Ray and Brad Williams. Ain't I a stinker? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.